Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another amazing episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. My name is Teresa Kitchens, your host, and this week we are talking with Katherine Arnold. She is a mega woman in the Medicare space and in so many other areas that so many people really operate within and learn. And she is a beacon for women throughout the insurance space. So Catherine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Happy to be here. Well, I am super excited because we have met on a different platform. I do a lot with um, different Facebook groups and so forth. But today, we are talking specifically to Catherine, and you are a member of the Women of Insurance uh, Facebook group. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. That is correct. All right. So tell me a little bit about how you got into insurance, and then we're also going to talk about the Women of Insurance group as well a little bit. But we want to get to know you as we get started today. Of course. So I got into the insurance industry because... I was burnt out with COVID. I did not know that I wanted to continue being in direct patient care anymore. I wanted a new advance since I was on maternity leave. And I said, you know what? I'm bored. Let's go do something else. And I always make that joke that I say that I was bored, but I really wasn't. But I, I did do it when I was on maternity leave. And then I wanted to get into it because I never wanted anybody to run into what I did with my dad. I got into life insurance originally and I ran into the issue with my dad, when my dad passed away um, four years ago, him not having a policy that was actually still there. Somebody had said, oh, he had a paid up policy. The company was no longer there. It transferred over and they had drawn out of what was there. It, it, they didn't transfer it to a paid up policy like they should have. And he didn't have an agent. My dad was illiterate if somebody had told him, hey, here's your options. But they just mailed him a letter. Nobody explained to him what it was, and he couldn't read the letter. And my mom was dead and gone and had been dead and gone 10 years, and nobody knew. He just stuck it in the safe because he just thought it was them mailing him another policy information. Right. So he just stuck it in the safe. And then when I went to go do his funeral and pay for it and that here's the policy, here you go, they're like, okay, it'll pay for everything. You're good to go. And then they called me 24 hours later and was like, there's nothing there anymore. Uh -uh. So I never, and as a single mom of three kids, having to come up with that money, I never wanted anybody else to go through that because that was all the savings that I had in my savings as a single mom to pay for my dad's funeral that nobody else wanted to help with. None of my other siblings wanted to help with, no, you know, nobody wanted to do that. I had one sister who helped, but my other siblings didn't. So it was like, okay, what do you do? I never wanted anybody to have to feel like that ever again. So I said, if I can stop one person from having to do that, then I've achieved my goal. Right. Right. So that's why I got into it. That was my why. But then when I got actually into the industry, I figured out that I didn't love life insurance the same way that I thought that I would. Right. And so I found a different niche and I got into doing Medicare and health insurance and retirements and protecting people's retirements and annuities. And I love doing that. That gives me my happy place, my why. Why I love doing what I do is getting to help people. So I still get that helping fulfillment feeling that I got with nursing, but just in a different aspect. I love it. I love that. And so and you've been you've been doing the Medicare piece of it. And have you found that it was um, everything that you always thought it would be? Or is it 
a lot more fun? Is it a lot more interesting? Is it not as interesting? Is it more challenging? Tell me a little bit about that journey because I know that you had a really great background in healthcare and in the health industry, but tell me a little bit about transitioning and what that looked like for you mentally and emotionally from a from your previous job into this. So transferring from my previous to this job was, it was a huge weight lifted off being that I transferred while COVID was going on and things like that. I didn't have to worry about, am I going to go to work today and contract COVID and bring it home to my kids? Am I going today to code a patient that I'm going to have my heart broken because I've been working on this patient for weeks and weeks and weeks and now they pass away from COVID and there's nothing I can do. It was a huge transition so I didn't have to worry about those things anymore, but I still got to take care of folks and feel like what I was doing made a difference in their lives. And that to me was ultimately what I've always wanted to do. I feel like that's what God kind of called me to do was to make a difference in folks' lives. So having the ability to be able to help them and transition in that aspect, it's been, I won't really say challenging, but learning and starting your own business and growing and growing quicker than you thought you were going to grow. There's kind of those challenges. So you face those and you just got to kind of put your head down and keep going. You got to have good time management. You got to have the ability that you know you got to where your leads are going to come from. You got to funnel your, fill your pipeline, make sure that all your clients are taken care of and all the back office stuff. You have to juggle and be the person of many hats if you don't have multiple people in your agencies. So you have to learn to be good at doing time management and ultimately many different things on top of already being a mom and a wife and everything else. And it's a little bit different for us as women to do it than it is for a man to do it. And so getting in transitioning that women of insurance kind of became my safe space where I could go, okay, there are X amount of other women that are doing the exact same thing that I am. How can I bounce ideas off of people and know that it's going to be okay that people have my best interest at heart. So. So how did you navigate that though? Because I think that's a really big challenge that a lot of people have whenever they come into the insurance industry, just in general. And some people have, you know, a support system in the agency that they're at, but a lot of people, and I know that we see this on multiple different levels and multiple different teams, they don't have that support. They they come in thinking they're going to have that support. That's one of the things that maybe they chose the company they work with or to go out on their own or or do whatever. But the reality is they don't have that support when they get into that process. How did you find the support that you needed to be able to be successful? I found my tribe. Um, That's what I love to call it. I found my tribe. My tribe was inside of Women of Insurance and I did. I found it that way. I was at a very toxic IMO when I came into the life insurance industry. And it was always write one more, do one more, buy more leads, put your head down, just do more. Right. And I was like, this is not why I got into it. And then I found my tribe and I started talking to people, connecting with people. And I made natural connections of people just wanting to help each other. And I got into doing Medicare and then I built my business and then I transferred my contracts from one place to another place. And now I have GA contracts and I have a team of agents that are up underneath me that I train them. Well, I do what I do and how I grew my book of business because I lazy prospect. I don't purchase leads. I do everything that I write. A doctor's office sends me or so-and-so over here referred me or this or that. And I've grown my book of business solely off of doing lunch and learns and things in the community and community outreach. And I call it lazy prospecting. I don't, I don't go out and do those like purchase leads and do those kinds of things and have to do all that. The only really lead 
or marketing that I do is is towards my annuities. But Medicare, I don't. It's all sent to me by doctor's offices and partnerships that I've made, referral partners that I've made, or my clients telling so-and-so and so-and-so. And they told Betty Boop over here that, you know, we were going to, they were going to have do do it? Um, and this is who did it, my stuff. And I get text messages and phone calls. Well, you did Gary's or Mary's stuff. And can you do mine? Sure. You know, and then the doctor's offices hand out my business cards and they'll say, oh, I, I got your name from Dr. Hakeem's office or, or Dr. Tomala's office. And, is you know, okay. that's how I built my Medicare business. I so. love that. And you said by doing lunch and learns and being able to connect with those. How did you get over? I think a lot of people have a lot of fear of getting out there, especially when they first get started, especially when they kind of start a different marketing technique, maybe than they've been used to before. And I think sometimes we get a little um, ahead of ourselves whenever it comes to knocking on doors, making connections, networking, those types of things that we automatically tell ourselves are going to say no up front. How did you get over that fear? What's the worst thing they can say to me? No. And then I move on to the next door. It's really that simple. I guess I'm more of a people person and I connect well with people. So for me, it wasn't a huge fear. But for somebody that does have that fear, I would say that the best thing to do is start small. Start with your little things like going to your little mom and pop stores, the people that you do know. You know, if you know, you know, the drugstore down the street, just go start there. If you know your state farm agent or your PNC agent, go start there someone that you already know, someone that you're comfortable with or someone that you see pretty frequently and just let them know what you do and hand your business card and take them, take them a piece of candy, take them a candy bar. I, for Valentine's day, I went out and networked and I took the little heart shaped boxes. I went to the dollar tree, picked up the boxes. They're a dollar a piece, taped my business cards to them and went out and networked and said, Hey, I'm playing Cupid today. I wanted to just drop by, let you know that I'm in the area, that I'm here, that I'd love to be referral partners. I want to let you know what I do. Here's my business card taped to it and have a happy Valentine's Day. It was that simple. No pressure, no nothing. And it starts, it's an icebreaker. It starts that conversation. And then they're like, oh, wait, what do you do? You can help my clients. We can refer back and forth. Yeah, sure. I'm absolutely open to that. That is awesome. That is awesome. And did you find that most people were pretty open to it, pretty available to be able to to be able to refer you over business? Were most people pretty receptive when you walked in the door? I think for me in my past, one of the biggest things is I can take a ball and run with it once the conversation's open, right? It's that awkwardness and that awkward phase in the very beginning of, hey, I'm blank. You know, hey, I'm Teresa Kitchens. I'm with this agency, whatever. This is what I do here. I'm just dropping off. I think it's kind of that awkwardness in the beginning. How do you kind of get past that portion of it? Everybody was super receptive um, to anything that I was doing when I came in, even the doctor's offices and things like that. Let me leave business cards, goodie bags, things like that. Had the office managers call me back. The PNC agencies were like, yeah, sure. You want to send me clients? I'll send you clients. It was super open. There was no real awkwardness. But to get past that, I would just say, you know, you just keep it fun, lighthearted and smile and be happy and upbeat about it. And you just push through it. And then there's no real silence or awkward. You know, you just keep it short, sweet. If they want a conversation to flow, they're going to say something back. If not, you just say, oh, yeah, happy Valentine's Day or, oh, I hope you have a great day, a blessed one. And you'll walk out. It's, well, you just you just keep it moving and keep it going. And then you're fine. I love that. I love that. I think that's awesome. So what other types of challenges did you feel like you needed to be able to step over or overcome in order to build your business? 
the challenges that I kind of had to step over was when I came in, like I said, I came into the life industry and I had to, I learned the hard way that not to put all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. So I had to step over that and I had to move some contracts. Some of my contracts got stuck. I couldn't write them for six months. You know, I had to transition that way and write other things. And then I decided, you know, that I was going to come into the Medicare industry and I, I did that. And then I decided that the place that I was at where I had my contracts wasn't was limiting me from growing and I had to make that that important decision um, to move those contracts. So I moved those contracts and then now being in the industry as little as I have, as less time as I have, I have GA status, which is, you know, not not an easy thing necessarily. You typically get street level contracts. So to perform at that level, to have the GA contracts and then now have a team up underneath me and some of those team members look up to me and they've been doing it longer than I have but I have the wealth of knowledge that they use. So that's kind of a, a humbling experience as well, but to challenge, to learn those challenges and come into it in a hard aspect, if I'd known things and differently, like I do now being in the industry, I would have probably done things a little bit differently. So just knowing that I have to keep going, that I have to push a little bit harder and knowing my why and knowing that I want to build a legacy for my kids and leave something to, I have a special needs daughter and leave something behind to her. And knowing that I want to do all of these things just pushes me to want to do it even harder. I love that. I think that is so important to be able to sit back and be able to know that what you're building is something that will be there for the longevity. And I love the fact that you utilize your passion for being able to take care of people and your family simultaneously to be able to really fulfill the needs of your family and, and your personal goals. So I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I appreciate that. So so tell me a little bit about your journey in this space to be able to be a part of the Women of Insurance, right? So it's a wonderful Facebook group, tons of members, people all over the country. Tell me a little bit about, I know you and Tracy work on this project and a team of people. Tell me a little bit about that and that, that passion project. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So women of insurance means more than I could probably ever express um, in words to me. Women of Insurance is a supportive, empowering, safe space for women to come together and connect without the drama, negativity, or pressure of, oh, I need you to sign up, be in my downline to teach you something to whatever. No, it's there because both Tracy, Tracy started it four years ago and Tracy started it because she'd gone through some of the same struggles that I'm sure many of us have gone through. And she wanted to know why there wasn't a space where we could support each other and tell people things to watch out for and things to avoid and things to do for the new agents that are coming in so they didn't have to end up in some of the situations that we did when we first came in. Right. So the space in Women of Insurance, for me, it means, you know, like I said, I keep saying safe space. 
for me, that's a huge thing um, to not be pressured or been bombarded like some of your other groups that you're in. You know, it's recruit, 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 or you got to do A, B, C, and D before I'll give you any pointers or that. It's free training in there. You you get trainings. Mondays are health and Medicare. Tuesdays are personal development. Wednesdays are PNC. Thursdays are retirement planning. And Fridays are life insurance. You have a day for each each line of business. And you can watch the trainings for free. All you got to do is show up. You know, it's 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 a it's just to better yourself, to build yourself, to make yourself better, to make your agency better, to book a business. There's no there's no catch twenty two. We have a membership program. It's twenty four ninety nine a month, but you get access to extra additional things other than just being free in the Facebook groups. You know, you get the extra added. You can replay the trainings. Uh, Tuesday personal development. So if we have one on automation or on a how to generate leads from social media this morning, like this one we had, you can replay those as many times as you want. However, often you want out of the vault that we have, you get Spanish courses, you get discounts to retreats. We're doing a retreat in 2025 that she's going to open up publicly to just the regular, not the chapter members, but the regular members on Wednesday. Um, it's a cruise in 2025, January of 2025. You know, you get a discount for those tickets. You get the camaraderie, the networking, the local chapters, the virtual chapters, tax things. We have affiliate links that give you discounts. You get free Spanish courses when our portal opens up at the third quarter. There are just all these ed- extra additives that make it beneficial on top of what you already get and the benefit that you get from just being in the free group. There's all these extra benefits. But I got into it as just being a chapter leader and just leading the local central Alabama chapter. And then I fell in love with it. And Tracy and I started talking and communicating more. And then she asked me to be part of the executive team. And I said yes. And then I became part of that. And then I helped plan a conference. We hosted a conference and we had speakers there. And to watch the ladies learn and get that joy and fulfillment out of learning without the extra push of anything was super rewarding. I'm all about empowering, supporting others. So that was super rewarding to sit and watch these ladies be able to achieve that and watch them, you know, learn what bank code was and how to build their businesses and learning the tax strategies and the different stuff. And it not being just motivational or empowerment. When you go to a typical conference, it was things that you could actually achievable things you could actually take home that that they taught you that you were there to take home to use for your business. Right. So just being a part of it is just really, I'm really humbled and honored to get to be a part of the journey. I love it. I love it. So what type of response do you get from people in the women of insurance who find these resources and who are able to really kind of capitalize on them? Because I know anytime that we are a part of, um, I know that anytime that we are a part of a specific organization, it's always also our responsibility to step up and actually use the tools that are given to us, right? The people that do use the tools and out of, I mean, how many members does Women of Insurance have? We have a little over 15,000 across all the ones that we have. I love it. I love it. So I know out of the 15,000 members, you know, the concept of being able to really engage and utilize your tools, the people that have been able to really utilize the tools that y'all bring to the table how have they been able to really revolutionize their business and what has it done for them? I would say I get a lot of stuff like after conference, I got a lot of messages of 
Thanks so much for all the hard work you put into it. Thanks for all that you did to bring all of this together. Thanks to Tracy. So we get a lot of thank yous for putting it together. We get a lot of, oh, I didn't know this existed. Thanks so much for putting it together. Thanks so much for starting all the trainings all the time. Thanks so much for, you know, making sure that trainings are put on, that you're, you've put this all together, you know, and I'm like, well, Tracy's the one that put it together. I'm just the one that, that does the extra added needed stuff. <laughs> but, you know, I, I get told thank you a lot uh, from the women that are there. And thank you for having these resources and thanks for putting it out there. Thanks for having the safe space. Thanks for recording this. The Just the different little, it's a lot of thank yous that I get. So they're really appreciative of it because there's not another space that's like it. They just have to know that it's out there and know that those resources that are there. Because a lot of women might be in the group, but don't know that the, the membership or the recordings are there or that we have Spanish courses or so even some women that are inside the group still don't know some of the like paid membership benefits. They don't even know that those are options sometimes. And they'll be like, oh, well, I didn't know that I had the option to do that. So we still even put in those types of things out there because that is something that we started. The paid membership option is something that we started in the last years. Okay. So getting, getting to know that that's still an option that's out there and has the extra added benefits is always a plus. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as you look at all the ideas and all the things, because I know you said that during COVID you were, you were still in the nursing space. So you've obviously been doing this, you know, a few years. So as you talk to women out there who are looking to be able to expand their business and be able to maybe go into a new avenue, a new a new career change that is always terrifying, what advice would you give someone who's looking to be able to make those changes? You got to have faith and you got to first, you got to have faith in yourself. Yeah. You got to believe in yourself. You have to know that you're going to have to invest in yourself and you're going to have to find a support system that's going to support you and love you for who you are, regardless of what that is. You're going to have to know that you can do it. First and foremost, you have to believe in yourself that you can do it. You got to want it. Every day you got to wake up and want it. You got to wake up and want to be a better version of yourself. Self-growth is something that you're going to have to constantly have because the industry is ever changing. Things are constantly changing and you're going to have to constantly self-grow. And you have to accept that I'm constantly growing. I'm not the same person that I was a year ago. I'm not the same person that I was three years ago. It's constant growth. And you have to take constructive criticism. I say that because there are things that I do that I'm like, oh, I do it this way. And somebody else may do it that way, another way. And they'll tell me. And you have to be able to take that kind of criticism. They're like, you know, you might not be doing it the best way. You should really be doing it a different way. So sometimes you have to take that constructive constructive criticism because it ultimately that person that's telling you maybe is just telling you because they want you to be a better version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think just being open to having those conversations and thinking like, I think, cause I'm, I'm the queen of kind of self-sabotage when somebody tells to tries to help me level up. Sometimes I'll get super critical of myself and super critical of the other person. Like, well, you don't know. Da, 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 da. And I know that for me, I have to mentally tell myself, Teresa, just listen, if you choose to be able to engage or be able to take their advice, that's my choice, right? Like, it doesn't mean that whatever advice they give me, I have to take it. It just means maybe if I just open myself up to listening, then maybe I can grow through that space and maybe pick and choose what I want out of it. Um, 
in order to be able to move forward. I can't close the door because even if I don't want everything this other person has to say or I don't agree with it, I can take bits and pieces of it and still be a better person at the end of the day. And I think uh, for me, um, call it old age, I don't know, but it's definitely been something I've really been trying to embrace the last, um, especially the last two or three years, because um, a vast majority of my adulthood, I'd be like, oh, you're just, you know, telling me how to do everything. But the reality is we need to learn and we need to be able to learn from other people. That is 100% true. You have to be able to learn from other people so that you can better because you don't have the answers to everything. I don't have the answers to everything. Neither does so-and-so over here. And if I can work together with somebody, that person may have A, B, and C that I need to know. And I, I know D, E, and F. And they don't know D, E, and F. But if we work together to achieve the common goal, we can have them share the knowledge. And there's enough. I always say, I say it like this. Um, and this may resonate with some people. The insurance industry is super competitive. It doesn't have to be so competitive. I don't have to compete with other people. There is enough of it to go around. And I say it like this in a matter of, I believe that God puts every opportunity in front of me, every client, every agent I'm supposed to touch, every person I'm supposed to work with. He puts that person in front of me to work with that person. I just have to be receptive of it. Yeah. I don't need to be competitive for the clients and the people that are supposed to be in my life and be my clients and be on my book of business. God already knows who those people are that I'm supposed to help. I just have to sit back and wait for them. I love it. I, I know that it. may sound that may sound odd to some people, but but it's true. I don't have to be competitive in a sense of I need to steal clients from people or I need to, you know, no, everybody that's supposed to be with me in some fashion, whatever that is, agent client, you know, broker, friend, you know, whoever is supposed to be in my life, God has put them in my life and they will come and they will come on God's timing. When I choose for it to be on my timing, I'll mess it up. If I just let it come <laughs> on God's timing, um, it'll come when it's supposed to come and it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. So, so true. I very much believe in that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. I always, I always say that, um, I always say that, you know, it's not about, it's not about what I wanted. It's about when it's supposed to happen. Right. And that's, um, you know, we, we, I, if I push too hard, um, I'm all about, you know, there's certain people out there that are like, just push, just make things happen. Right. And I totally understand that perspective, but I also believe that there's a lot of just, <clears throat> excuse me, when the time is right, it just, it just works itself out. You know, when we push too hard, we create too much stress, too much anxiety that isn't healthy for us, I think. And I think that's part of where our struggle comes from. We just need to understand that the people in our lives, where we are, who we're with, and what we're supposed to be doing come based on what we're supposed to be sharing with the world. And I love that you have that great philosophy because I think that's super important, especially with all the work that you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. that. Well, Catherine, if people want to reach out to you, talk to you, and be able to get to be able to pick your brain, get to know you a little bit, how can they reach out to you? So you can reach out to me two ways. You can reach out to me on Facebook. It's literally Catherine, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N, Arnold, A-R-N-O-L-D. Pretty simple to find me. You can follow me, friends request me, whichever one you want to do. I do have a digital creator page, so you can just simply click the follow button. Me, shoot me a message on Facebook Messenger, or you can email me at Catherine, K A T H R Y N, at womenofinsurance.org, and you'll be able to reach out to me there. I 
keep both on my phone 24 seven and my notifications are on. So you'll, you'll, it'll buzz me and you'll have instant access to me. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And everybody of the listeners out there, definitely check out the women of insurance. Great avenue, great resource, great trainings. Um, I've been able to sit in on a few of them and be able to be a part of that. So thank you, Catherine, for everything you and Tracy and the team are doing to be able to help revolutionize the women's access to information and support within the insurance space. So I really appreciate you guys for doing that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate being a part of it and you being willing to share it and share my story and stuff like that. So thank you. Perfect. Well, everybody, this has been another awesome, amazing episode with Catherine Arnold with the, uh, with, we are the Power Women in Insurance podcast. We do have another episode every single Wednesday where we do highlight another woman in the insurance space. So make sure you check us out on Google I and uh, on um, iTunes, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts. I'm getting all mixed up over here. Spotify and wherever it is that you stream your favorite podcast. My name is Teresa Kitchens. Check us out on Instagram and all your favorite social media, and we will talk to you next week.